Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for those leading in the Church of Christ. This is Andrew Cook and it's lovely to be with you again. Christian Basics, more from Dr John Hall. As we continue our Christian Basics series on living the Christian life with our guest Dr John Hall, we'll begin like last time here on Serving Today with an illustration. In conversation with someone who's travelled to different parts of the world, the traveller shared how each of his journeys were quite a mixture of experiences. Inevitably, there had been a sense of excitement as preparations were made for each trip, but the actual journeys varied a great deal. Some had been a real treat and had brought him through lovely scenery as he'd flown over snow-capped mountains, huge lakes and vast stretches of savannah and deserts. But other journeys had not been enjoyable at all. They had been long and at night time where nothing could be seen because of the darkness. But whatever the journey to their destination may have been like, they were always grateful to arrive in the country they were travelling to. And that leads into our study of the Christian's life and holiness in this programme, because we've come to think of the believer's final destination. You'll recall how John Hall has likened the path of holiness to a journey, not like the one I've just referred to, but to a rocket travelling to another planet. The launch of the rocket, John likened to when we begin to trust in and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, and we make that decisive break with sinful living. The journey is the remainder of our lives, during which time we cooperate with the Holy Spirit and by submission to the Bible, the Scriptures, we grow more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. John reminded us this involves a lifelong battle against sin and temptation. And so we come to the destination, the end of the journey, to use John's illustration, landing on that other planet. Derek French spoke with John Hall Forrest and asked him first of all to identify that destination for us. The final destination, Derek, is heaven, or the new heaven, or new earth. We shall look at these ideas later in the next study. But the final destination is glorification or heaven. The end of our sanctification is when we're made fully like our Saviour. It's a wonderful day to look forward to. It is indeed, free from all sin and sorrow and sickness. Mm. John, before looking at how heaven will affect uh, our own holiness, there's an area where many Christians have difficulties with, and for all sorts of reasons, and it's this. How can we be sure we will reach heaven? I think most believers have doubts about this at some time or another, and for some, it is an ongoing problem. They, They seem to have very little assurance. Can you help us here? Yes, that's true. Most believers do worry about whether they will reach heaven. As you do worry, if you're a listener and you're worried at the present time, the thing to do is to think why you're worried. Because in dealing with the lack of assurance, you need to be accurate in defining what your problem is. Is it that you've not fully grasped that through faith in Christ, all your sins are forgiven and you're declared not guilty? Often it's wrong understanding 
of justification by faith that is at the heart of a lack of assurance. But sometimes it's due to the fact that we've misunderstood the whole process of sanctification, that we think that unless we keep up the effort, we might not make heaven. And so here we're going to look at the idea that our salvation is certain because God has planned it and promised it. Each true believer will reach heaven because God chose them in Christ before the foundation of the world, because Christ came and died in their place as a substitution to pay a ransom for their sins so that they may be set free. And this Lord Jesus is able to save completely all who come to God by him. In other words, to save us right to the end of the road and to bring us to glory. We see the link between God's plan and glorification in Romans eight twenty-eight to 30, which Derek is going to read for us now. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So we see that sequence there. God planned it. God foreknew the people that he was going to save. He put that plan into action. And so he called us through the preaching of the gospel and through the effective work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We were declared not guilty. Those he called, the same group as the one called, he justified, declared not guilty. And the same group of people who were justified, he also glorified. He's put in the past tense. Why is he put in the past tense? Because those that Paul were writing to weren't in heaven, were they? It was to emphasize that God cannot fail. See this pattern here of calling, justification and glorification as an interlocking chain. Those he predestined, called, called, justified, justified, glorified. God has planned it. God's plan will not fail. And that all those that he has chosen and called will reach glory. And so if you're one of them, you can have the assurance that God will not fail. Paul goes on to deal with perhaps some of our worries about this. He says, well, if God is for us, who can be against us? As you read on in Romans 8. How do we know that God is for us? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us it's because he gave his own son on the cross for us. Now, if he's done that greater thing, how will he not also, along with Christ, freely give us all things? And then he deals with the question of, will we be declared not guilty on the judgment day? Well, who's the judge? God is the judge. And if he has declared us not guilty in Christ, who can condemn us? No one can. And so heaven is certain. Nothing can separate us from the love of God which has been shed abroad into our lives through the death of Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. So we can be certain because if God has put our hand on us for good, then he will do the work that he has promised to do and bring us to glory. It's tremendous this, isn't it? It is indeed. Perhaps you could read for us, Derek, Philippians 1 and verse 6. 
Paul writes again, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. You see, God's plans won't fail. All he has chosen in Christ will be brought to glory and will go on and make progress in holiness and eventually be like Christ at the coming day. So, John, how will being in heaven influence our holiness? Well, what a question. I wonder what you'd think, listener. How does heaven help you if you're a believer? The answer I would give is this. It shows what we're aiming at. It puts the cost of suffering and effort required in our pursuit of holiness into context, into the light of the glory to come. It's worth suffering now in order to gain that great glory which will be ours when the Lord returns. Derek's going to read to us now from 1 John 3, verses 2 and 3. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as he is pure. You see, the Apostle John is saying that everyone who has the hope of being like Christ, of being with Christ and like Christ, which is what we're talking about, as a result of that hope, seeks now to purify himself just as Christ is pure, seeks to make progress with sanctification. Heaven also helps us to have the right focus in life, to have our thoughts fixed on home, on heaven. And so it helps us suffer for Christ in all sorts of ways because we know that this world is temporary, passing, and that that great glory and that great reward of being with Christ is yet to come. Paul shows us that in Philippians 3. He's pressing on for that price for which God has called him heavenwards. He says those causing trouble had their minds set on earthly things. But we, if we're Christians, in order to pursue holiness... We have got to have our minds set on heaven. And Derek is going to read to us now from Philippians chapter 3, 20 and 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. You see, as we long for the saviour's return, As we set our minds on where we really belong in heaven, it helps us pursue the holiness which heaven demands. Now then, listener, just one very sober final thought. You remember I said some programs ago, no holiness, no heaven. Holiness in all three aspects, separation from sin, progressive change, and glorification is necessary for heaven. In Hebrews 12, verse 14, the writer says, Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. You see there, you and I have to make every effort to be holy. Because without this holiness that we've been speaking about, we shall not see the Lord. So it's urgent we pursue holiness using the word of God, pleading for the Spirit's help. It's urgent we flee from sin, put it off, 
put it to death, get rid of it. It's urgent, we grow in grace, adding to faith, knowledge, love, as we saw in 2 Peter 1. It's urgent, we become more like Christ. And so the question we must ask ourselves is, are we pursuing Christ-likeness? If not, are you really a Christian at all? John Hall's challenge is both searching and very important for us all. Are you, am I, pursuing holiness? Is a new believer you are teaching doing this? In how we answer that question lies the real truth about our spiritual condition. If any professing believer is not concerned about how God wants them to live their lives, then the likely reasons are that they are either very backslidden or they are not one of his children at all. If either of these is true, then we need to urge them to act quickly to resolve the issue. But if we are producing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, that love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control, then we truly are Christ's and are most certainly on the road that leads to heaven itself. When our earthly lives come to an end, the Lord himself will take us to heaven and then we shall be what we long to be like in this life. We will be perfectly like our dear Saviour. What a glorious future that is and what an encouragement to pursue personal holiness. And there we must end our time together here on Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May we be growing more like our Saviour as we serve him. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio thanks for listening and goodbye